people need to start thinking, how do I become the most valuable monkey in the circus? Mm -hmm. How do I, and it doesn't mean you have to add more services. I want to be clear about this. It doesn't mean you need to all of a sudden start running ads for your clients if that's not the game that you want to be in. But I think what you should be able to do is consult, provide a blueprint or a sequence or templates or examples or best practices of ads, and then at least be able to refer to a trusted partner and still own the relationship with the client. Because here's the truth of it. If you're working with a client and they need ads and you don't provide ads, they will Google and they will research and they'll find someone else to run their ads. And if that person starts running ads and then starts saying, we need to do some CRO on the website because this website you had built by Johnny Flash is pretty and it's fast, but it's not optimized for, for conversions. So we're going to take that over. All of a sudden in three months time, your client calls you and cancels their care plan because they've signed up for a care plan with this other guy who's running their ads and it's become more valuable than you. If you have a vision for the agency you want to build, then we want to help you build it. Welcome to the Agency Hour podcast, brought to you by Agency Mavericks. So welcome to the uh, the Agency Almost Hour, as Pete, as Pete Perry has renamed it. Nice, the almost, yeah. Hey, what was your, before we dive in, what was your highlight of, uh, of Mavcon? <clears throat> Man, well, I, I think we're going to talk about it today, but I've just been thinking about like, what does it look to just totally flip the script and not be the not be the website provider or the SEO provider, or the PPC provider, but just, you know, having, which I already do have a couple of niches that we have more clients in than others, but we do have kind of a, a wide range of clients, but, you know, packaging up an offer that's just so good that you kind of become this category of one uh, where, you know, you're not competing on price. Cause I think a lot of the services that agencies offer, there's generally like a commoditization, right? Where, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, oh, your SEO service and my SEO service, which one's cheaper? Okay, I'm gonna go with that one or, you know, whatever mm -hmm. the thing is. And so there's this like tendency to race to the bottom. Um, it happened even to me just today. I had talked with a client this morning about a website. I said, hey, it's gonna, this brochure website's gonna be in the 6K range. And then uh, they emailed me like an hour or two later and like, hey, well, the person who did our, our website previously, like years ago, said it would be $3,000 for them to update the photos and the text on it. And obviously it wasn't an apples to apples comparison because I was going to build a new website and they were just going to update pictures and photos for $3,000. But um, still, it was it was just kind of that reminder that there's this race to the bottom with price yeah. when it's just when everyone's competing with basically similar service even though it wasn't right. exactly the same you know that's right uh, the the it's really it's really funny it, like i was attending the event right as an attendee and also yeah. spoke uh, uh, did a, a keynote presentation which i'm going to share with you guys in a minute and also uh facilitated a couple of other conversations but m for the most part i was an attendee at the event right and the event was themed uh no, there is no plan B, right? There is no plan B. This is a line in the sand. We move forward. There's no going back, right? There, we're all in. And as an attendee, I had this presentation called Agency of the Future. Uh, then uh, the guy, I can't remember his name from Search Labs came in and uh, did Mark, a present. Mark Irvine. Mark Irvine came in and did a presentation where he basically, um, in a nutshell, said, you know, instead of offering SEO and pay-per-click, as or, or SEO and AdWords as two services, which are commoditized, mm -hmm. really simple way of just putting them together and offering a search solution. Because mm -hmm. what we know is that the fastest way to get traffic from search is to pay for it. 
the longer, more sustainable and and I think kind of the healthier way is to have good SEO, but it takes time. It can take months to get good traffic from SEO. Noah Britton, who's listening in, will attest to that. He's ranking really well now for uh, uh, Web Design Saddle or whatever the keyword is, um, but it's taken him months to get there. In the short term, if you need traffic, AdWords is a great way to get targeted traffic. So combining those two services and providing a search solution, which is mm-hmm. strategy, audit, planning, ads, and SEO, that's now way more valuable and you can't then go and compare that to the person down the road doing SEO because we, and, and just putting a name on it, we've got a search solution. It's not just mm-hmm. it's not just SEO, right? And then Emily Hirsch came in and did a presentation called The New Era of Digital Marketing and full transparency, Emily Hirsch and her team at Hirsch Marketing run our Facebook ads for us. Uh, their communication and uh, their whole team has been amazing. She is just an absolute pocket rocket. And she was saying that really the way to do this is to not just offer ads, but to become more valuable to your clients. And the day before, I think, or it might have even been like during her talk at Mavcon, we got an email from her team saying, hey, by the way, we're now going to pick up 80% of the heavy lifting for your undone marketing activities at no extra cost. Hmm. So they're clear about what they don't do is they don't build new funnels from scratch, but they're going to look at our entire marketing and audit it and fix what needs fixing because we don't have time or resources to do it, right? And she's figured out a way to build her team out and and optimise her processes so that she can do that at a profit, which goes right back to, Mm -hmm. I remember Christina Romero said to me, one of the first things she printed out and put up in her office what is was uh, a, a quote that I said back in 2013 or something, which is our job as entrepreneurs is to figure out how to add value to our clients, optimize our processes internally so that we can extract a profit from the delivery. Mm-hmm. And that's never been truer now because it is so competitive that just going out and offering websites and SEO and pay-per-click is not enough. You are a commodity. It doesn't matter how good yeah. you are at it. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And I think, um, you know, I was I was thinking about this, you know, it's like you can have uh, I've been reading uh, Alex Morsey's book. And, mm. you know, one of the examples that he gives in there is he's like, you can have a course creators, you know, course or whatever. Right. Or mm. something, you know, something like that. Um, sales, a sales course. Right. You could have a mm. sales course and it might be like nineteen dollars. You mm. could have a sales course for sales professionals, and maybe you could sell it for $99, right? Mm -hmm. You could have a sales course for sales professionals doing B2B business, you know, uh, sales, Mm -hmm. and maybe that could sell for $499, right? And then Mm -hmm. you could, and you could keep kind of the more you niche that, then you become this category of one where you could charge, you know, 2000, 3000, 5000 for this Mm -hmm. course that is basically the same content as Mm -hmm the $19 one, right? I mean, the, the principles are basically the same, but you're, you've, you've applied it to a very specific niche, um, you know, and stuff. And so it just, some of those types of things are just really like fascinating when you start to think about it. Yeah. And, and, and it is, you know, he studied a lot with, I'm going to talk about Alex Hormozzi in a minute. He studied a lot with Dan Kennedy. And one of the things that Dan Kennedy talks about, he's, I mean, the old school copy, direct response copywriter, but one of the things he talks about is the way to, the way to, the way to sell in a vacuum and have mm-hmm. no competition is to invent the category right. that you're selling in because then you own it. And so, yeah, like being super specific 
about the problem you solve, the content, like I've been saying this for years, nothing's changed since the Roman Empire, really. I mean, I know that, I know people laugh when I say that, but like there's this great there's this great scene in the life of Brian, right? Monty Python's Life of Brian, one of my favorite films because I'm a bit twisted like that. There's this great scene where this this guy is like trying to buy a hat at a market to put on his head and disguise himself or or it's a jacket or something to try and disguise himself because he's being chased. And the, the the guy at the market's like, oh, it'll be whatever it is, you know, 20 pounds or whatever. And he says, no, here's the money. And he's like, well, hang on a second. You're supposed to haggle with me. You can't just give me what I want and take the jacket. You're supposed to haggle. That's the whole point. And he's like, I don't have time to haggle. He's like, fine, I'll give you five pounds. He's like, five pounds? Well, that's an insult. And he's like, I don't want to haggle. Take the 20. And I look at that scene and I'm like, nothing has changed in the way that human beings interact when it comes to business since the Roman Empire. It's just the delivery. And so if you think about, you know, uh, the, the the I had a uh, Voxer conversation with Sammy J, actually, uh, one of our past Mavericks who's out, uh, out in California. And I, I said, you know, if you think about you're already answering questions for your clients and solving problems for them. Why don't you just document it and turn it into an official playbook and put it in your library of resources, which you can then offer your VIP clients and it becomes way more valuable. I'm going to show you an example of this in a moment. Mm -hmm. And so I think, I just think the mindset needs to be, uh, you know, people need to start thinking, how do I become the most valuable monkey in the circus? Mm -hmm. How do I, and it doesn't mean you have to add more services. I want to be clear about this. It doesn't mean you need to all of a sudden start running ads for your clients if that's not the game that you want to be in. But I think what you should be able to do is consult, provide a blueprint or a sequence or templates or examples or best practices of ads, and then at least be able to refer to a trusted partner and still own the relationship with the client. Because here's the truth of it. If you're working with a client and they need ads and you don't provide ads, they will Google and they will research and they'll find someone else to run their ads. And if that person starts running ads and then starts saying, we need to do some CRO on the website because this website you had built by Johnny Flash is pretty and it's fast, but it's not optimized for, for conversions. So we're going to take that over. All of a sudden in three months time, your client calls you and cancels their care plan because they've signed up for a care plan with this other guy who's running their ads and it's become more valuable than you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, people want that value, right? It's like, um, I think in the book, he uses the example of like, you know, you can pay for a gym membership and it's what, $99 a month and you can go and you can, and what are the two basic premises? Uh, exercise and eat healthy, right? And if you do yeah. those things, you're going to lose weight, you're going to be in better shape and all that. But there's a lot of work involved and it takes a while, right? It's not going to be this instant thing. Or you can go do the liposuction treatment or whatever, right? And it's going to be $25,000. And like, you know, you're going to come home this afternoon and the weight's going to be gone, right? But that's uh -huh. like, that's because it's all, there's there's not a lot of friction. There's not a lot of work. It's, it's easy to do, you know? And so the more that we can do stuff for our clients, whether it's make the phone ring or get the sales up or, you know, whatever it is, and, and, they, and the quicker we can do it, and, you know, everything, then the quicker they get the results, then the higher the price we can charge. And so it just, it just kind of, the sky's the limit, right? I mean, how fast can you deliver it and how much can you deliver? And so if you have your ad template already set up and you know, these ads work for this kind of doctor who's in this profession, and cause you did it for these three doctors over here. Now you've got yeah. a doctor in this part of the country, you clone that up, he pays the, the huge deposit or whatever it is you know, you activate those ads. Now the phone's ringing like tomorrow. And he's like, mm -hmm. whoa, what is Johnny Flash doing here? You know, this is like amazing. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, 
He's bought in. He gets the quick win that he needs. And now he's ready to sign up for that $20,000, dollars $50,000 a year program that you have that helps the phone ring nonstop for his type of doctor or whatever, right? Correct. And I, I, I'm going to share my screen in a minute, but I also just want to say this, that, you know, I, I hear a lot of, uh, a lot of agency owners are saying, well, I, I don't want to start a coaching program. You're already delivering a coaching program to your clients. Right. Right. Uh, every time you talk to them on the phone, you're giving them advice. You, you've already got a coaching program. They're just not paying for it. So right, right. I'm not saying you need to go out to your clients and say, hey, we're starting a coaching program. You should come join our coaching program. What I'm saying is that the, uh, in my opinion, the care plan is like, I don't know, a lot of us have made good money and good recurring revenue out of the care plan and you're, you're living proof of that. But I think the care plan for me is now like fodder. It's like if you mm. want to just go eat hay in the paddock there's the care plan if you want to grow the growth plan is the new care plan yeah. right and yeah. the growth plan is two grand a month because we're just going to help you grow and by the way all that care plan stuff we're just going to do it as part of it that's just a mm. given right so yeah. i think it's and and because what and i'll walk you through an example of this at the moment i think what happens is clients on a care plan they call up and they start having a conversation about well i'm not getting you know how do we get better rankings how do we get more traffic on google how do we get on page one of google all of a sudden you're educating them and giving them free advice in the hope that they're then going to sign onto an seo plan yeah and what i'm suggesting is let's get them on that thing to begin with where the advice that we give them is included and we get them results because the other thing i've learned is that it doesn't matter how much you teach people what you know they don't have time to implement it people mm -hmm. are ta way time poor they just want an outcome, which is why they'll pay 25 grand for liposuction rather than yeah. spend six months in the gym, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, one of my, one of my aunts on Julie's side of the family just did the liposuction thing, like literally within the last like month or whatever. Cause I saw, her, I was like, Oh my goodness, what happened? Like she's a lot smaller. And then Julie was like, Oh, that's, you know, that's what she did. Yeah. Um, and so it was, it's that instant result, you know? And so I think the more we can deliver that, I mean, I think 2000 is low, 2000 a month is low now. It's like, yeah, why, that's right. why, why isn't it four grand a month? Why isn't it five grand a month? Because if I can make the phone ring every single day and, and add all these customers or whatever it is, the, whatever the business is, I mean, it's worth way more than the 5,000 because, you know, yeah. you could, you could be adding six figures of revenue to the business every month. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So 5,000. Mm -hmm. Sure. I'll pay 5,000 all day, every month, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So. <clears throat> um, and, you know, it's um, uh, people will, it's like the lottery, you know? And mm -hmm. I was on a sales huddle this morning and Emily said that they, she, they won $23 in the, in the lottery. Uh, last night, which is awesome. It cost them 15 <laughs> bucks to buy the ticket, but they won $23 in lottery. <laughs> and, and gas I, I, and all the things, right? Yeah, right. And <laughs> I, I've, never, I've never bought lottery tickets because like, mm -hmm. I, I, like the odds are just stacked against you, right? I, it's like for me, like poker machine, like so bit of context, Melbourne where I live is like we have more problem gamblers than anywhere else in the world per head of population, right? Mm -hmm. I'm, not, I'm not proud of that. And my grandpa, I used to watch my grandpa every day. He lived with us for a period of time after my grandma passed away and every day my grandpa would get up and he'd make breakfast and he'd sit down at the table and he'd look at the form guide, which is basically the, the analysis of the horses that were racing that day. And then he would go down and he'd put some bets on and it, he wasn't a, he just did it for fun. Right. But I watched him do that. And I watched my mom buy lottery tickets every week. And I'm like, and then when I moved to Melbourne, I started playing gigs at the casino and I watched these people just pumping money into the poker machines. I'm like, you do realize that these, Machines are programmed to only ever pay out 85% of what they take. That's a public fact. Everyone knows that. 
Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so 15% of whatever goes into the poker machines, they keep. So statistically speaking, I put 100 bucks in, on average, I'm only ever getting 85 back. Sure. It doesn't make any sense to me, right? Mm-hmm. But people want the shortcut. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're willing to pay for the opportunity to try. And every now and then the jackpot goes off. But the p- machines are also programmed to give you a quick win. Yeah. Oh, wow. I just, oh, wow. I just put five bucks in. Now I've got 20. Mm-hmm. And then 150 bucks later, you, you go to the ATM machine to get some more money out, right? Yeah. So the psychology works. Hey, I think I should share my screen. <clears throat> Um, and I'll skip through. Um, I'm just going to skip through this. If I share my screen, there we go. Agency of the future. Do we still have the uh, uh, minor side? Do we still have the duplicate slides in this deck that um, the Alex story that appears twice, once at the beginning, once toward the end? I don't know. Okay, I'm, well, I'm not just sure. a reminder that it, it appears uh, twice in the deck. I think you meant to use it the second time and not the first, but... Okay. Um, just as cool. Actually, I think I meant to use it both times, and then I oh, think okay. I noticed okay. that, that they weren't in there. Anyway, the point of this is the the philosophy here is to own the board, right? If you've ever played Monopoly, you know the way to win Monopoly is to basically have a hotel on every property because then everyone, every time someone lands on your property, they're paying you money. Mm-hmm. So the idea here is to own the board, and the way to think about this is to think about where your clients are before they interact with you and where they're going next, Mm-hmm. So when I started my agency, when I started freelancing years ago, I realized the quickest way for me to build my network, and this is for anyone who needs clients, by the way, here's a little hack for you. The quickest way to do this is to think, where have they been before me? They might have been to a graphic designer to get their logo done. They might have been to a printer to print their letterheads. They might have been to an accountant to talk about their business. They might've been to a lawyer to get some employment contracts drawn up. They might've been to a recruitment agency, right? And where are they going after they speak to me? They might be going to an SEO agency. They might be going to an ad agency because I didn't provide those services at the time. They might be going to a copywriter. So I go, here's an idea. Referral-based marketing would tell you to go and talk to the printers and the graphic designers and the accountants and the lawyers and the SEO agencies and the ad agencies, the copywriters, and introduce yourself. I get a better idea because w- why are you introducing yourself? Oh, hello, I'm a web designer. You're a printer. You should send me leads. That's where that conversation ends, right? I get a better idea. Hi, my name's Troy. You're a printer. I have a buddy of mine who's a graphic designer. I reckon you guys should meet because you guys do good work. They do amazing work and you can probably refer work to each other. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, wow, you're amazing. Who are you? Troy, what do you do? I'm glad you asked. I'm a web designer. Oh, can you tell me more about that? I'm glad you asked. Yes, I can. And I picked up heaps of referrals from introducing people to each other mm-hmm. who were in my customer pathway, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. concept is own the board. Why this is important is because, as we've been saying, everything you do to make revenue has been devalued by the market and is now essentially a commodity. Mm-hmm. Let me prove my point. I'm a dentist. Let me, let's pretend that I'm a dentist and I live in Australia and I just type in dentist website into Google. This is, these are real screenshots, right? Mm-hmm. I land on the first thing I see is an ad for dentalwebdesign.com.au, right? mm-hmm. great URL. I click on the ad and uh, here it is. Now I'm assuming the ad works, otherwise they wouldn't still be running it, mm-hmm. okay? Unless they're just philanthropic and want to give Google <laughs> lots of money. Uh, so I click on the ad, I land here, dental website design and SEO from only $999 plus GST. Click here to get a free quote in 24 hours. Confusing because you're telling me it only costs $999, but you're going to give me a free quote. Well, 
anyway, I'm, I'm sure it works in some way. The point is, and I don't know who these people are, and I'm not sure if that's a stock image or if that really is the dentist and his receptionist. I don't know, and, and I'm, I'm sorry, and I don't care. The point is, I hope I'm not offending anyone, but the point is, I'm a dentist now, and I'm conditioned to believe that a website and SEO should cost $999. And I come and talk to Johnny Flash, and he's pitching me eight grand for a website and 1500 bucks a month for SEO. And I'm like, you just said it before, right? Like, well, the guy down the road said he's going to do it for $999, okay? So it's a commodity. Now, this might be a loss leader. They might just be doing this to get people in the door and start a conversation. That doesn't matter. As a dentist, I'm now conditioned to think that these things are worth this. Website and SEO are worth $999. I also then just Googled lawyer website, Mm. typed in lawyer website, and Google told me this. People also ask, how much does a lawyer website cost? And ZahavianLegalMarketing.com, again, I don't know them. Sorry, I don't mean to offend mm-hmm. anyone. Uh, they've got an article here about, uh, you know, how much should a law firm website cost. And in bold, the first thing I see here is between 1500 and four grand. I'm a lawyer. I'm a small legal firm. Cool. I, that's fine. I can spend four grand on a website. And now Johnny Flash is telling me it's going to be 12 grand for a website and 1500 bucks a month for a growth plan. There's a disconnect in my mm-hmm. expectations and what you're offering, okay? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, Google Trends search for these particular terms from 2004 until now, which is since they've been tracking Google Trends, right? Web design has plummeted. Now, this is just to give you a bit of context. This is not volume. This is volume as it's relative to other search terms. So people might still be – there might be more people searching for web design now than there were in 2004, but comparatively to other search terms, the trend has dropped dramatically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. SEO, on the other hand, is going up. Right? Because people realize that a website without SEO is kind of useless. In fact, SEO is more valuable than a website. It's like no point having a great website if no one comes to it, right? Uh, ad agencies going down. Why? Because people are searching more for things like conversion rate optimization and ROAS and lead gen. Why? Like why do people why are more people now searching for lead gen and ROAS as opposed to ad agency? Hmm. Because lead gen and ROAS is actually what they want. Mm-hmm. I don't care who does it. Like an ad agency is the vehicle, and we've all been burnt by ad agencies. They're the vehicle that are going to get me ROAS and lead gen, right? So with that in mind, this the, the point of this is you've got to understand the conversation that people are having in their mind, right? And Al Reese famously said, the single most wasteful thing you can do in marketing is try to change a mind. So which is I think what we do a lot is we come in as an agency and we try to change their mind rather than and, – and they're already having a conversation. It's very difficult to debate someone to change their beliefs. People will defend their beliefs violently, right? They will defend what they believe because what they believe forms part of their identity. So instead of changing their mind, let's just change the conversation, Let's just get them out of the conversation they're having and get them into a new conversation where they don't know what they believe, okay? So what does that mean? Well, it all comes down to what it is you are offering. So let me tell you a story about Alex Hormozzi. Alex started out, uh, he had a gym when he was in his early 20s. I mean, listening to his story now and learning more about Alex, I think he must have been about 15 when he started his uh, his gyms because <laughs> he's just achieved so much by the age of, you know, 27 or 28 or whatever, whatever he was yeah. when he when he achieves this success, it's incredible. He was selling a gym membership for $99 a month. That's what you do when you open a gym, right? You put a sign up in the door and you say, gym membership, $99 a month. By the way, when you come in and you join, right, 
you, we will give you a one-on-one session with a personal trainer. We'll give you a customized workout program and a nutrition plan tailored to your goals. If you want to lose weight, we're going to cut the carbs. If you want to bulk up, we're going to eat more pasta. And that is included as part of your $99 a month gym membership. The problem is everyone sells a gym membership and the only thing you've got to compete on is price. Mm -hmm. So he figured out pretty quickly, this is a race to the bottom. And he was struggling to sell gym membership for $99 a month, no matter how much value he added in mm-hmm. it, that was the the offer is I'm selling a gym membership for ninety nine dollars a month. That's the offer, and guess what? Nobody wants a gym membership. Who wants to join a gym? I don't no, want to join. Just, a gym. They want to lose the weight and gain the muscle, but they don't want to do the work. You know, correct. They don't have to show up every day for an That's hour. Right. Right? Nobody wants to join a gym. They want to get in shape. They want to look better. They want to be mm-hmm. more attractive. That's what mm-hmm. they want. They want to feel better mm-hmm. about themselves and be more attractive. Right? That's what they mm-hmm. want. So he pivoted to selling $2,000 transformations, which include a one-on-one session with a personal trainer, a customized workout program based on what you want to achieve, a nutrition plan with the ingredients shopping list, which he already had anyway. He'd already built that. So here's your nutrition plan. Here's a shopping list to go shopping to Whole Foods and buy the shit you need. And here's the meal plan. Here are the recipes. Go home and cook this, right? A 15-minute check-in with your PT every 30 days to make sure you're on track. And I made that up, by the way. And they threw in six months of membership to their facility, Hmm. also known as a gym, Mm -hmm. right? Now, the conversation is if if you get 100 people come in and join your gym at $99 a month, how much money have you made? Okay, let's break break, break the numbers down. You get 20 people to come in and join your gym in a month, which is about the average, by the way. 2,000. There you go. Right, so 20 people join your gym at 100 bucks a month. That's 2,000 a month, and it is recurring, but mm-hmm. the average life expectancy of a gym owner is going to be about somewhere between three and five months, right? Because they're going to bail because they're not going to do the work and it's going to be too mm-hmm. hard and they're going to go get liposuction instead, right? Mm-hmm. If you sell 20 customers at $2,000, how much have we made? How many did you say? 20 at $2,000. Then we made 40,000, right? 40 grand. So we've gone from making $2,000 a month. Mm-hmm. by selling $99 memberships to, to making $40,000 a month, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. By by pivoting, not what we do, just the message. You're not buying a gym. We don't sell gym memberships. In fact, he then said, you can't come in here and just buy a gym membership. The only way you can join our facility is a $2,000 starting point, right? And 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 by the way, uh, he, he worked out that it takes about six months to get results so that the client's really happy with their outcome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so instead of selling $99 a month for an average of three to five months, so the lifetime value of the customer is about somewhere between three and 500 bucks, he's now got the lifetime value up to 2000 which is a 3X revenue. Mm-hmm. He's not doing anything more to deliver value. So his profit margins are, are way higher now because he's basically delivering the same stuff, right? Totally blew up his business. He then pivoted to selling this to other gyms mm-hmm. and he did the research and went, hmm, the most expensive gym coach on the planet is five grand. I want to be at least three times that expensive. Mm-hmm. And he knew that the average gym owner, so he he was he was doing about 40 grand a month in his gym, right? He knew that the average gym owner was making about $35,000 a year net. And the average gym owner for him has a signed lease, at least one staff member, 
and 100 members in their gym, mm-hmm. right? And they're taking home about 35 grand a year. And the signed lease and the, and the employee was important because that shows they're committed and they have to make it work. So he came in and went, okay, I'm 16 grand. What, what he used to do, by the way, is he used to fly. He, here's what I want. He's, he would hey, fly out to gyms and he would, do, he, would, he would go to these gyms and he would say, you've got to change this. You've got to do this. You've got to do all these things. Right. And he'd be doing it one night after another, you know, yep. on the road constantly. And after doing, I can't remember how many said, what, like a few dozen of those. He was like, I yep. am spent with this. I am done flying. And he Correct. was so I'm cooked that he was like, I don't even want to go out to the next gym that I have in my schedule because I'm just tired of traveling and stuff. So I'm going to just tell them and say, here's your money back. I'm, I'm done with I, I don't have time to do this anymore. And they, they were like begging him to, to still come or do it. And he's like, well, I'll tell you what, I'm not going to be able to go out there, but I can I can do it all remotely. I can tell you what you need to do. So it's kind of a done with you uh, and kind of a, a, some of it done for you, some of it done with you. Right. And so you're going to mm-hmm. need to do these things and I'm going to do this, these things on our end and mm-hmm. it's still the same cost and everything. And then he had success and they were still mm-hmm. getting the crazy results and everything. So then he's like, Oh wow. Now I can, this is really going to blow up because he wasn't limited yeah. by him flying from gym to gym. Right. Correct. hundred percent. And what he used to do when he went, so the model was he used to go to the gyms and say, we'll, we'll completely transform your business model and we'll take the first month's revenue. Mm-hmm. But now you've got a system. So every month now you sell your 20 clients at two grand each, that's your revenue, but I'm going to take the first month's revenue. And he was on, he was, on average, he was getting about 45 to 50 K per client in mm-hmm. that first month's revenue. Right. So then he put this program together and he said uh, he did it online, as as Johnny said. He pivoted there because he didn't want to travel anymore. And so now his program is is sixteen grand to start for sixteen weeks. And what he basically does is completely changes your business model. They run the ads, um, they get you a whole bunch of clients, teach you how to sell them, change your delivery. Uh, once you've been to that sixteen weeks, he converts thirty five percent of those clients into a three year contract at forty two grand a year. Mm-hmm. Now think about it. I'm a gym owner. I make 35 grand a year. I've just ponied up 16 of that, half of what I earn a year to, for this bozo to come in with these clowns for 16 weeks and fix my business. And at the end of that 16 weeks, one out of every three say, yes, Alex, no, Alex, three bags full, Alex. I'll do whatever you say because you're a fucking magician. Here's 42 grand a year. Stop. Don't let it stop, right? right here's, <laughs> no, don't let it stop. Here's 42 grand a year for three years. That's more yeah. than I used to earn in a year, and I've just committed to giving you that for three years, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's now doing about $4 million a month in revenue. Yeah, it's crazy. Right? It's Previously, crazy. gym coaches were getting paid five grand. Now, why, why is this different? Because he's not a gym coach. Mm-hmm. Right, he's like a growth partner for gyms. Now, I'm sure there's plenty of skeletons in the closet behind the scenes, and this story looks like a fairy tale on the front end. The point I'm trying to make is that you've you already have assets in your business that you in your agency that you are not leveraging. Okay, so what I want to do is I want to walk you through an example here. Uh, uh, the first thing you need to do is ask your clients what they want. Okay, that's like rule number one is ask your clients what they want. I guarantee you they don't want a website. They don't want SEO. They don't want ads. They're all things that they need. They're all vehicles to help them get what they want. What do they want? Ask your clients what they want. The way I do that is I just, we have a large Facebook group. As you know, you're in it right now. Uh, If you're not in it, you should join. If you're listening to this on a podcast, you should join the Digital Mavericks Facebook group. I put a post up here recently. I'm curious what's your dream outcome for your agency. Go search this in the group. 
13 comments, 1,500 post reach. That I'm not really interested in the volume there. What I'm interested in is the responses. And everyone basically said, I want to make more money and work 20 hours a week. Mm -hmm. That's what people want, right? So we now have to figure out how we can – because we actually can help people get there – we, uh, but on the front end, what we're selling, it looks like coaching at a mastermind, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So we're pivoting our message because there's all this other stuff we do. Like we help, we help place staff, we help document processes, we build sales pipelines, but we don't talk about that. That stuff we do once you join the gym. So what we're doing now is taking all the stuff as an agency owner. Correct. We're now putting that stuff front and center and talking about that. And by the way, you happen to get access to a coach and a squadron for accountability and you can come join our live events and there are calls, but that stuff is kind of secondary. The next thing you need, so, so get some intel on your clients. What is their dream outcome, right? The next thing you want to do is find out every problem they have that's stopping them achieving their dream outcome. Right, And for us, it's typically around, well, I'm either need clients or I'm overwhelmed with work and I need to hire someone or my processes are a shit show, right? <laughs> uh, someone I'm coaching at the moment uh, privately who uh, is targeting dental practices says, uh, posted this on, on her actual Facebook profile. Anyone on my friend list know any dental practice owners looking to interview a few for some research I'm doing? She's exactly what she's doing is trying to find out what they want, what problems they have. Turns out a relative of hers works at a dental practice around the corner that she didn't even know about. And so she's now got, uh, she's now tapped into a dental practice owner and she's going to get on a phone call, not sell them anything, just do some research to get some intel. Yeah. Love it. The next thing you want to do is write out a simple how-to document. I'm going to show you how to do this in a minute. I'm going to show you an example of one that we've done. Write out a simple how-to document for every one of those problems, right? Just a one or two pager that explains how to solve those problems. It doesn't mean you need to offer a service to solve those problems, let me show you an example. Um, I Googled, if I was serving dentists, one of the problems I happen to know they have because I'm fortunate enough to be inside of hundreds of agencies and I hear these things, is they want to increase the lifetime value of their patients. They're sick of looking in mouths and doing $350 doing appointments. $100 they want to do cosmetic, months, correct. Right. <laughs> that's right. They want to do cosmetic, cosmetic dentistry because that's where the money is. So I just Googled increased dental lifetime value. Now, I don't know shit about this. I'm not, I don't work in the dental space and I have no interest in doing that. But there's a heart there. I mean, you know, 14.9 million results here. I just took the top three to five articles on each topic mm -hmm. and put them together into an epic how to guide. Which, if I just share my other screen, I'm just going to stop this screen for a second. Well, and you I'll even just, just had somebody else put it together for you, right, Troy? Right. So, correct. We just hired a copywriter. Right. Uh, Beck Major, who is one of our Maverick, Simon Major, it's his daughter. We just hired her and said, hey, Beck, put this guide together for me, will you? I, I, I have no use for this other than to show you guys an example. That's the only reason I did it. I'm not going to use this. I'm not going to give this to any dentists, right? I just did this to prove that you can get this done in less than 24 hours. Here are the blog posts. Give it to your copywriter. And then Beck put this amazing guide together, uh, which talks about uh, how to maximize your marketing efforts by increasing your lifetime value. The more money a patient spends with you, the more you can spend to acquire them, right? Here's a formula for actually working out their patient lifetime value, which they probably don't know, how to benchmark it, uh, how to figure it out, episodic versus lifelong care. I have no idea what that means, but it doesn't matter. Uh, seven ways to increase patient lifetime value. Now, if this is we, – we, we, I'm actually going to put this through the process and get it turned into a branded playbook, that's going to look like it comes from Mavericks Club. 
We're never going to give this to dentists. The point is I want to show agencies, if you build out a library of playbooks and best practices and frameworks and templates like this, you can offer these to your VIP growth clients who are on a growth plan, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean you have to teach them how to do this or do it for them. You can just share this information with them in the, in the effort of becoming the most valuable monkey in their circus. And if you, for example, if you were sharing this around CRO for e-commerce and you didn't want to do CRO, you would share these best practices and then refer them to a trusted partner to get the CRO done. It doesn't mean you have to provide all the services, okay? I think I think something just to point out with this example and with even Alex's story is that like your niche is super important in terms of, you know, not just saying, "Hey, I serve small businesses." Like that's too broad in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, these great offers working really well, you mm-hmm. know? And so I think, um, I think really focusing in this is what I've been thinking about is like specifically what's your niche. You know, he had said, what was it? Uh, gym, gym owners who have a hundred, um, members, hundred members who have a lease. And I don't know, there was some other one, one staff member, one, one staff at least member. one staff member. Right. And so like he had a very well defined thing, you know, I think, uh, with, with the stuff that you're doing, Troy, you have a very clear, targeted, narrowed down niche, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's super important in terms mm-hmm. of like putting together these offers and these solving the problems, you know, it might not even be just dental practices, right? It might be dental practices that have at least this much staff or doing this much revenue or, you know, this kind of thing. And so you've got this like very clear target of like who you're helping and where you're going to take them. Right. Yeah. And I, I will say it doesn't necessarily have to be an industry, right? It can be mm-hmm. a it can be a psychographic target audience. For example, you could be working with service providers who want to productize, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Brian Castle's done a pretty good job of this. Um, you could you could you could do digital marketing and web and coaching and advice and guidance for service providers who want to productize because they're sick of doing client services because it's a hard business model to scale. So it doesn't yeah. necessarily, and that could be accountants, could be lawyers, professional mm-hmm. service providers, financial planners. It doesn't necessarily have to be a particular industry, right? It could be authors. Authors are not necessarily a vertical because you can have business authors, you can have life authors, you can have fiction authors, authors who want to. Uh, position themselves for speaking work. Well, that's a kind of a psychographic niche because they want the same outcome, but they might work across a whole bunch of different industries. So don't, I'm just saying, don't get trapped yeah. in, in kind and of. And even within know, that psychograph, you might have certain requirements, right? That they are at a certain level or whatever, you know? Yeah, correct. So combine the top three to five articles on each. This become and and put it into an epic how-to guide, and then this becomes your content marketing. So you know if you if you go look at the the great content marketers are the big software companies. So if you Google increase dental lifetime value, some of those articles will come from dental software companies, right? Mm-hmm. And what they're trying to do is use the best practices in the industry to position themselves as a trusted source of information. So you go read the article on their website and go, who's this company? And you go, oh, it's Patient Pop. What do they do? Oh, they're an online marketing company software for dental practices, right? So mm-hmm. finding the software company, HubSpot are great at this. Their content is amazing because they sell software. So do the research on the software companies. That becomes your content marketing and also becomes one of your pillars of transformation. So one of your pillars of transformation could be for dentists, and I'll show you an example of this in a minute, is we help you increase the spend of your existing clients, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
very simply have three pillars of transformation and then three stepping stones within each pillar. So you've basically got nine topics of conversation that you can have with your clients to bring them into your world and nine data points that you can use to add value. And then what we do is craft a customized offer for each client using the three pillars. Let me show you an example. For you, client X, we will get more eyeballs on your website and then behind the scenes, you and I know that we do that through SEO. We don't talk about SEO to the client. We just say, we're going to get more eyeballs on your website. We're going to turn those eyeballs into patients mm-hmm. by using lead capture and email marketing. And we're going to increase the lifetime value of those patients by teaching you how to do sales or or helping you do sales or training you how to do sales or having our partner come in and train you how to do sales, right? But for client F, this is for client X, for client F, we're going to help you Increase the lifetime value of your existing patients because they've already got an existing database. So using email marketing is a no-brainer there. We're going to get more patients without spending more on ads by putting a referral system in your business. And we're going to get more trusted leads from Google using reviews and reputation management. Different offer, same type of client, same delivery. The, The offer is just customized based on what the client has told us they're struggling with in the strategy call and in the discovery part of the sales process, right? Love it. You don't it. Now, if you're already doing websites, SEO, lead capture, email marketing, reputation management, you don't need to change anything that you're currently doing. You just customize the offer based on what the client tells you, right? And here's the delivery of all of this. You might be going, well, that's great, but we signed them on. How do we deliver it? Well, it's a combination of the existing done-for-you services that you already offer, so websites, SEO, playbooks, frameworks, and templates in your library that you offer your VIP clients, which we've just shown you, and a bit of consulting, coaching, and guidance. And this is where everyone freaks out and goes, oh, I don't want to be a coach. I'm not there. That's not but what we do. But you're just getting paid for what you're already doing. Correct. Right? You're already yeah. doing it. You're already doing it by by teaching your clients and encouraging them to take action based on your advice. You're already coaching them, right? Just don't call mm-hmm. it coaching. Call it guidance. Call it advice. Say, we're your trusted growth partner. We will guide you on this pathway. We are your guide. Here are the frameworks and templates. Here's the stuff we're going to do. Here's the stuff you're going to do, but here's the frameworks and the templates to go get that done, right? That becomes way more valuable than just selling websites and SEO. So here's an example of some of the nine things that you could do for tradies. We'll fix your slow, broken website. We'll increase traffic from Google. We'll get more leads from your website, teach you how to convert those leads into customers, help you increase the lifetime value of your customers, improve the onboarding process for new customers and the collection of their information. You and I know we're going to do that with Gravity Forms and Airtable or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Give you a proven social media posting schedule that takes less than 15 minutes per month. That's either a beautiful Canva template with a calendar or, you know, a, a video on how to use Hootsuite. Uh, give you a proven job, add templates to help you hire your next team member. And you might say, well, I don't know how to do that. Well, that's okay. Just go to Google and figure it out and put it together into an epic guide based on best practices, right? It's it, You just got to be creative. The only reason I know that this would be useful to a tradie is because I know the problems that tradies have because I've been inside agencies that serve tradies, right? Mm-hmm. So just to recap that story, like here's the proof in the pudding. Uh, I think this is why I had him in here twice. Here's the proof of, of, of the pudding. Like pivoting the offer is what helps you become the most valuable monkey in the circus and cracks open your revenue opportunities. What we've learned is that agencies do not want coaching. The posts that we put up in our groups and the, uh, the emails that we send agencies never come back to us and say, I woke up in the middle of the night last night in a cold sweat because I realized I want coaching. 
right? What they want is they want to hire their next team member to delegate stuff to, which is why we're rolling out Team Accelerator. If you need a team member, get on the phone with us and have a conversation and we'll just hire someone and place them in your agency. You don't pay us, they're your employee, right? Uh, They want to sell more stuff to pay for their team. That's why we're rolling out Sales Accelerator to teach them how to sell and install a pipeline in their business. And they want to sort out their processes, which is why next year we're going to roll out Ops Accelerator, which is a done-for-you We'll just document your processes. We're actually testing that at the moment and building that at the moment with some VIP clients. Next year, we're actually going to make that a, a, a separate offering. So you just give us your shit and we document the processes and get it back to you so that your ops are done. You can then hire team members to deliver value. We teach you how to sell more stuff. Rock and roll, right? Love it. No, Nowhere in there do we mention coaching. You happen to get access to coaching mm-hmm. and accountability and support, but we're not selling coaching. We're selling the results. So as we said yesterday at Mavcon, your homework is to ask your clients what they want and where they are stuck and then test some new offers without having to change what you actually do. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Makes sense? <laughs> and then we had break time, which was sponsored by GoWP. I know, go. this, the amazing thing was we did all that and that was probably what, 30, 40 minutes of Mavcon that we did for seven hours for two days, you know? And I just think it was, there were so many great, things that you know that we had in mavcon and this was just like we're just giving a little sliver taste of of that you know and so it was it was amazing it was really great Mm. and um and the guy sorry what's the guy's name from search labs mark irvine mark irvine you know, he, he did this presentation on, on the same day that I did uh, Agency of the Future and he was basically saying, you know, SEO is a commodity, ads is a commodity, combine them together into a search solution, all of a sudden you've got something unique. I was like, oh, my God, that is just such a simple, practical way of thinking about it. Like websites are a commodity, SEO is a commodity, combine them and call them something else like a you know, a lead gen solution or a, and it's not all about lead leads, steroid like, injector or whatever. Yes. Yeah, right. yeah. A lead steroid injector 2.0. <laughs> uh, you know, well, I mean, setting up recruitment funnels for accounting firms was something that I used to do. Accounting, one of the big problems that accounting firms have, and I only know this because I asked them, is getting good candidates out of, out of, out of college, right? And so we actually set up a recruitment funnel for because they, they would go to a recruitment firm and pay, you know, 12 grand for an accounting graduate and put them into a cadet program, cadetship or whatever. Um, and we set up a recruitment funnel. The smart accounting practices are constantly recruiting. And so that's a, that's a, you know, hey, we'll replace your recruitment firm. What do you spend on recruitment a year at the moment? 72 grand a year to hire six candidates. Mm-hmm. And, and they have like a success rate of maybe 50%. Because here's the thing, recruitment firms have a vested interest in making sure your candidates don't actually work. Because then you go back and hire another one six months later, right? Mm-hmm. We don't, we, we don't, our vested interest is making sure those candidates work. So let's build a recruitment funnel and, and, and give you all the templates you need and teach you how to, you know, interview those candidates and manage them. And I'll get into that whole kind of space because I don't have a vested interest in your recruits failing, I have a vested interest in them succeeding. So you think I'm a magician. So you end up paying me more for my services. And we just right. built that through websites and targeted ads for, uh, f- for recruiting candidates. So same shit, I'm doing the same stuff. We just call it something different on the front end, which is more, a more compelling offer rather than, you know, well, we'll build a website and a lead capture form for your candidates. The accounts don't understand that. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. Uh, 
Cool. So um, I'd love to hear some questions. If anyone's got any questions, let us know in the comments and uh, we'll make sure we keep this conversation going. So where are you at, Johnny? What are you thinking about? Like you said that your wheels have been spinning for the last uh, 24 hours after Mavcon. What are you considering or what have you? What assets have you got in your business that you're not leveraging? So I've got, I've got two niches that I feel like are good possibilities. One is like all the churches because I've already got a ton of churches and I'm actually – I was on a literally was on a call uh, on Monday morning with the church and they basically have all these issues. And I was just asking them questions about what the problems were, which I already know what they are because I've been in this world for a long time. And then they're basically like, wow, you really understand this. Like, yes, that's what all of that is what we need. I didn't say any price. It was like a basically like a triage call. Right. Uh And uh and so it was like as I've been like going through this book and then agency of the future and all this stuff, I'm like, this would be like the perfect candidate to try to pitch some kind of like fee, you know, to initial mm-hmm. fee and then some kind of ongoing fee to solve their problems. Cause they've got, you know, they need to improve their visitor experience. They've got, mm-hmm. they need to increase their online giving. They want more people to show up and visit the church and try it out. Mm-hmm. Like all these different things, you know? And, uh, and, and so I think there's just, so there's a ton of opportunity there. And then on the other side is all these home service contractors you know, that, um, that we've done stuff for and had great success, you know, and have testimonials saying because of what Johnny did, I, you know, I'm getting three to five leads per day that all lead to business, you know, a work for my business. Um, and I'm like, shoot, I should have charged a lot more for that, <laughs> you know, and, uh, you're talking about the resources on the church side. I mean, I've got I've got a whole six week course that I put together on church communication, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. these I other things that. Yeah. that are all these other things that are like, hey, we're just going to throw that in right as mm-hmm. part of this larger thing. I've got templates. Mm-hmm. I've got years of examples of stuff that works, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, I feel like it's just like it's like it's a gold mine, but you can't compete against another church communication course or this kind of thing, because it's a race to the bottom for the lowest price for all that stuff. Right. But if it was like, Hey, I'm going to have 10 new visitors show up at your church every week from now for the next three months. Right. And it's Mm going to be this cost. And I Mm -hmm. have the ad templates set up and I have this and I fix the stuff on their website and make Mm -hmm. sure their visitor experience is good and all that. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, Oh shoot. Wow. We just had all these visitors show up, you know, this weekend, you know, I mean, so those these are the kind of things that I'm like having going through my mind after kind of like having this mindset shift. Yeah, and so you, 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 I remember when you were in back in the day when you were in Rockstar Empires and you did that course for church communications. You've got all, you've got like a vault of like a whole G drive of those templates and those mm-hmm. that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, the way I think about this is I start I, I, I start one problem at a time. I go cool, so we can get more people to turn up to the church, but then we realize that the vi- the new visitor experience is mm-hmm. not world class. Mm-hmm. So right, so then they don't yeah. stick around. Right. right. So, so I'll tell you what, guys, here's a, here's a 10 minute loom video that mm-hmm. walks you through a script of how to welcome new visitors to the church, right? Here's the script. Here's the template. Here's what to do. And here's a little video that, that teaches you how to do it. Come back to me after next weekend and tell me how it went. Right. And once you make that video, once and you've got that template, once you've then got that in the bank and you can roll that out for, that's a problem that you've now solved and you can roll mm-hmm. it out for every new uh, church. Once you've got your ad templates done, you've got your copy done. Again, you just put that in the library and you just roll that out next time. And then every time the church comes to you and says, well, you know, the problem we have now is this, how do we position 
the donation sequence, right? You go, well, cool. I've got experience. I know how to do this. Like here's the best practices for how to position a donation sequence so we get more mm-hmm. donations. Here's the template. Here's the script. Here's when to do it in the in the service. Here's the right timing. Here's the methodology. Here's a little 10-minute loom video. I'm not going to come and do it for you. You've got to do it, but I'm going to teach you how to do it, right? Right, And right. You all, like you already know this stuff. We're just not leveraging it, right? So don't right. try well, and, 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 and I'm don't charging try and solve these... all their problems at once. Just just yeah, solve no. one problem at a time. Well, I was just gonna say, and I'm charging these. I'm this is exactly what I'm already kind of doing in the sense that like churches will come to me with these problems. I'll say, hey, let's do some let's do some paid discovery first, right? And all I literally do is walk them through. I, I send them the template and a couple videos from my course, just like picked mm-hmm. out for their problem. I send it to them. And then I say, do this homework. We have a call to like go over it and walk through it or whatever. And then I give them some more assignments. They keep paying me, you know, discovery mm-hmm. consulting. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I'm like, and then they're like, wow, you're asking the right questions. Like as if like they're surprised that I know all the <laughs> challenges that they have. And I'm like, man, I could be charging so much more for this because if they, yeah. if they actually fix these things or I help them fix them, then mm-hmm. it's going to make a huge difference in their church. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that's all the stuff that I've been thinking about, you know, and I think yeah. even in the church world, there's a lot of different size churches, there's churches mm-hmm. that are structured different. So, mm-hmm. you know, even within that, I would find like the specific size or type of church, you know, mm-hmm. in a suburban area, you know, because if you're in a super rural area, it's hard to get 10 visitors to show up when there's only 10 people in the county, right? Or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, um, yep. so there's like a certain demographic within churches that I've like crack that nut. And so I just need to put the offer together to mm. really, you know, it'll be something that doesn't exist right now, you know, in terms yeah, of that. That's right. Yeah. You can hire the generosity consultant and he helps you get your giving up in your church, but he doesn't fix the the visitor problem or the communication that's problems right. and all these other things. You know, you yeah. can hire someone that knows communication, but they're not going to fix all these other things. And yeah. so it's like, this is like kind of the whole thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Even like setting up their 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 PD, their slide templates in Canva mm-hmm. and going, hey, here's your church branding. It's all mm-hmm. set up in Canva. Every like here's a whole bunch of pre-written uh, you know, services that we have that you can use. But when you if you've if they've got someone working for them internally who does their slides, you go, cool, just come in here. Here's all your branding all done in Canva. Pump this out every week. Here are your slides everywhere. I don't know if they use slides, but you know, that yeah, kind they do of use slides. Like, I, and right. Troy, I have a website called openresources.org where I've literally got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of sermon they call them sermon graphics you know where you can mm-hmm. download them for free that is just mm-hmm. something that i've been running for like the last 10 or 15 mm-hmm. years just on the sides i've got literally mm-hmm. like thousands of church pastors on an email list from all these free things that we've been giving <laughs> out and i'm just like I, i'm just like oh i'm just like sitting here thinking like why haven't i you know leveraged this yeah you're sitting on a gold mine yeah so yeah and then I you got, become like you become homework to do well, you become their mission growth partner, don't you, rather than a, yeah. a web agency who, who just happens to do all the stuff that a web agency would do, but we're way more valuable than that because, you know, we're helping you spread the word and achieve your mission, right? Amplify their impact, right? Correct. Amplify the impact, man. It was the, Gee, we're right back to 2016 now, aren't we? <laughs> <Right. You know? laughs> Come oh, full man. circle. Right. And um, so what I realise now is that, like, there are plenty of agency coaches and there are plenty of coaching companies who – sorry, let me start again. There are plenty of coaching companies who start an agency within – like Dave Ramsey, like a big mm-hmm. part of their revenue is B2B creative services. So mm-hmm. 
they will, you know, you need a website. They've got a whole digital department that will do B2B digital marketing and, and stuff for their clients. So they are effectively a coaching company, but they have a whole bunch of services internally that they also deliver for their B2B clients. So that's mm-hmm. kind of where my head's at now is as a coaching company, we're kind of pivoting more back towards the agency model, which is super fun. And as an agency, I think you need to wrap in some kind of coaching element. If you're just not comfortable with coaching, then just don't call it coaching. Call it consulting mm-hmm. or guidance or whatever you want to call it, mentoring or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. The point is the more value you add and the more problems you solve, the more you'll get paid. And the, and my thinking is to build a brick wall around that client so they don't go looking anywhere else for a solution. They just come to you. Even if you can't do it for them, you can provide them with the resources or connect them with a trusted partner and you still own the relationship with that client. You know, what Alex did really well in the gym space was when he started flying out to those gyms, it was on his own dime. He would fly in, he would pay for the hotels, he would Mm -hmm. pay for his own flights and accommodation. He would run the ads for the first month, right? He would pay everything. He was, you know, at one point that had a big launch and he was spending three grand a day on ads for this big mm-hmm. launch and he had no money. He was absolutely broke. He was getting into debt at, at a rate of three grand a day and uh, he made a hundred grand within 30 days, right? It was like mm-hmm. yeah. happy days. Um, and that was a game changer for him. So, But the point is he was willing to accept that personal responsibility and go, I'm going to take responsibility for this. Don't worry about it. I got it. And the person who's willing to take the most, accept the most responsibility will win because most people don't want the responsibility because it's too hard and it's scary, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm, totally. Interesting. Cool, cool. Dude, I could hey, we um, can talk about this for hours, yeah, I know, honestly. I know. This is so good. <laughs> this is so good. And we, we, we will over time, just not today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, man, thanks for hanging out in the agency hour uh, here in uh, the Digital Mavericks Facebook group. It's super fun. And again, just a huge shout out to you and, and the whole team for leading uh, Mavcon over the last couple of days. It was just amazing. Yeah, it was a team effort. It was awesome. It was awesome. And good yeah. to hang out with you, Troy. Thanks for having me on the Agency Hour and uh, everybody in the Facebook group, YouTube, podcast, wherever you're you're watching. Um, super great to hang out with you guys. Cool. All right, we'll do it again soon. Uh, and looking forward to the travel restrictions being over, so we can come and I can come and give you a hug sometime, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, cool, dude. Cool. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks, gang. Yeah. We'll see you again next see week. Everyone. Thanks for listening to the Agency Hour podcast. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Audible, and wherever you like to listen. You can catch all of the Agency Hour episodes on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash agencymavericks. Or you can get involved. Check out our free Digital Mavericks Facebook group, where we broadcast these episodes live for our community every week, along with a ton of free training. We'll see you there.